Blog Talk Radio. again. It's an encore to bring this program back on the airwaves. Jay Talk to the People. I am the host, Jay. Welcome to the third edition of Right versus Wrong. I do have my special guest standing by. I told you we're going to bring some more and another piece of the action. And to get in touch with this program, if you're not able to make it to this live session, you can also Send an email to jtalkstothepeople at yahoo.com. Questions, comments, feedback. Program where we discuss issues and problems and then we have to get to solutions. Now you could be a person to step up the game with solutions instead of just sitting back. And this is one of the avenues and one of the forums in which we do so. Constructive criticism, problem solving, right versus wrong. And I caught this on the uh, internet yesterday. A person, what I see, that had extreme talent, that was very talented and very good entertainer, actor, the late, great Mr. Bill Nunn. You may be familiar with him. You may be familiar with him um, as Radio Raheem from Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. You also may be familiar with him through Dada Man from motion picture in New Jack City. He was also had a role in Spider-Man and several other films. A film called Lockdown. That was a pretty good film. I believe he died at the age of 63. And I'm telling you, people are just leaving out of this world this year. I mean, it's, I mean, people come and go each and every day. And uh, I will attempt in the works to try to do a program about the other celebrities that left us, Muhammad Ali, Prince, China, and I believe it was a UFC fighter, uh, can't pronounce his name, maybe one of the guests will know about it, 
Also, let me add that you can call into this program at the area code of 773-897-6235. Again, 773-897-6235. And you can also catch us on iTunes, YouTube. Go into Google or YouTube, typing in Talks to the People, and a whole lot of content will come up several episodes. You can also check the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com slash people. Very good episode yesterday with uh, Mrs. Day Talk to the People. She was talking about child care. I do appreciate her knowledge and insight on that. But without further ado, because time is limited, if I don't get them on soon, we'll probably have a Right versus Raw Part 4. I don't know how long this is going to go on, but let me introduce special guests. Uh, ladies first, I do have Miss Rain. I'd like to bring her on the line. Give me folks time, just a moment. And Miss Rain, how are you this day? I'm great. How are you, J Talks? I am pretty good. I cannot complain. Um, seasons change. Is fall? Well, I believe it is fall now, right? The leaves are falling. So. Everything is changing. Weather changed. Getting cooler. Days are getting shorter. I'm doing good. You know, I'm glad you can make it on today. Thank you very much. I'm glad that um I can make it on today as well. It's a it's a beautiful day outside. It's you know the beginning of fall, just like you said, and you know, new beginning. So here comes the fall weather. So. All right, All please stand by. All right, my next special guest, you can find him on YouTube, this channel, Wake the Hell Up 7, Wake the Hell Up. I'd like to bring back on Mr. Ron G. How are you today, sir? How you doing today, J-Talk? How you doing, Miss? I mean, I forgot her name by mistake. She's on hold. She's on hold right now. I'll bring her back on in a moment. But how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, would you like to let the folks anything uh, about your show that maybe you may have some new videos coming out, some very uh, interesting uh, events with your show? Anything you'd like to let them know at this time? Yeah, I will be having on a YouTuber named Andrew26101. You can check out his page. I also will have on The Conscious One. He has a YouTube page. You can check out his page. We will be doing the Google Hangout this upcoming week. Okay, sir. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me on. All right, excellent, excellent. So moving right along, um, first off, um, are, you, are, are any of you familiar with um, the actor Bill Nunn? Not really. No. My, my, my. All right, now moving on to topic today, I have a few things I wanted to get out. Uh, okay, Mr. Ron G., I'm going to put you on hold. Of, is that your background, okay. Ron G.? Yeah, hold on. He's going to put down the music. Hold on one second. All right. Yeah, can you hear me now? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? I may have to put you on mute. I can hear you, but his background noise is, is intruding into the program. All right, sit down now. Can you okay. hear me now better? No. Go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. So, just one moment. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm talking today about, you know, right versus wrong and morality, some like to call it, morality, relativity, or objective morality. And a lot of times, you know, I find that people like to discuss with morality that it's subjective or objective. Um, do you believe that, um, and I'm talking to the people out there, do you believe that morality is subjective or objective? And it's a very critical question when we're accessing right versus wrong. And there's often this mentality of uh, the mentality of we'll agree to disagree, uh, everybody has their opinion. So at the end of that conversation, we just have our opinions, but did we really solve what was truly correct or not correct, something that we should be doing and not doing? you know, in our everyday lives. Now, I'm going to ask this question to Miss Rain. Do you, do you believe that we should try to focus more on truth than rather just opinions all the time? Or you can just say, well, she or her has her opinion about how to do this thing, how to go about doing this, or how to raise a child, or how to do whatever you do on a job. Should we kind of develop conversations that have become more factual instead of just opinionated, Ms. Rain. All right. So it it could be one of two things because you have to also have into play because a lot of people like to keep it real and they take it they keep it so real that it goes wrong because you have to account more than for what your just your feelings are because people have even when you start to begin with truth, right? People have what they consider to be the truth. If people can believe in a lie hard enough, they can make it seem like that's the truth for them. So I really think that guidelines as far as right and wrong, they just have to be, they, it has to be something generalized so that it'll be fair for everyone. I understand what you're saying about like dealing with just truth, but people's truths can be different. You know, I could disagree with somebody. They could say, hey, you know, it's freeing for women to wear revealing tight clothing. And then I could say, that's, you know, that's not freeing. That's really, you're you're making yourself be a slave to your image. So it all depends on how a person looks at a scenario because they can find truth in lies. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I understand. I kind of see how that dynamic works out. Let's go over to Mr. Ron G. Mr. Ron G., what say you about the question? Well, everything looks like this. When you have a situation, wrong versus right, right, sometimes people don't actually believe what the person 
that you do your research. When I do my videos, people may agree or disagree on certain topics I say. Yet when they do their research, they start to see what truth and what is not fishing and non-fishing. Because when you allow emotions to be involved in the truth, it dismantles everybody's publication. That's my take on that. All right, very good. And I'm also noticing about, you know, today with all the shootings and everything and in the news, and, you know, a lot of people want to cry prejudice and so-called racism right out the gate. And a lot of it can be attributed to what I call the victim mentality. Uh, Ms. Rain, give us the definition or your definition of the victim mentality. Okay, so as far as the victim mentality, I guess this could go back to just the story, just like the the little uh, the little girl who cried wolf or whatever you know version of it that you hear, where a person is basically blaming other people or false flagging situations to where it might not actually be the case. But I don't know whether you know. It's a victim mentality in that case as well. Like, I don't really agree with it. I don't know what's going on with that stuff because I have certain ideas and about what exactly it is that's going on in this country today. I mean, it's certain things like what would it take for you to be able to just say, okay, this is something that's that has to do with hatred, that has to do with the color of someone's skin? Because there's people out there that they'll go all the way around. They'll go on a world tour before they admit the truth. Racism exists because it exists in people's brain. It doesn't matter whether it's logical or not. If you think about something, that becomes your truth. So that's my opinion in it. Okay, Mr. Ron G., what is your take? Or no, victim mentality. Folks need to... Folks need to be held accountable for their own actions. If you put yourself in a situation that you know you're not supposed to put yourself in and you get yourself in trouble, that's because you allow that to happen. If you tell yourself, I'm going to do this, it's going to happen, spiritually, mentally, and physically. So you cannot place blame on everybody for your situation when you could avoid it as much as possible. The thing about it is the majority of the people love negativity. So if you love negativity, you're going to attract negativity. So if you think positive and do your worst in action, it's going to speak for itself. You won't have to deal with as much drama. Some folks just love drama. That's why they get into these matter groups and all this other stuff. It's just for, for a show. It's not reality. Okay, that segues us into our next clip. I have a clip of Mr. Neely Fuller, Jr., the author of the compensatory concepts. Uh, it's a long title, so I'm going to just cut it short at that. Y'all take a listen to this first clip. That is the ideology of the greatest government system ever thought of, and the name of that government. Don't call it by other names. That causes confusion. The name of that government is the system of white supremacy. It's not the American government, not the Russian government, not the conservative government, not the Tea Party government, not the Ku Klux Klan, 
these are just labels. I mean, abstract labels. It's just one label, one size fits all. The system of white supremacy. You got it all in one package. That's all you have to say. You don't have to say anything else. You don't have to say these white people who believe in racial segregation. And then next week, these white people who are bigots. And then next week, these white people that mistreat black people. And then next week, these white people who are members of the Republican Party. That's confusion. What you mean by blame and the degree of blame? All people can blame themselves for being not as they ought to be. Okay? But when you compare the victims of white supremacy to the white supremacists, the white supremacists are to blame for everything that their victims do. Why? Because we are under the white supremacists. See, the white supremacists are like the captain of a ship. All of them, collectively. Whatever goes in error on the ship, and the ship is the planet, this planet Earth, the people who are in charge are always to blame if something happens that shouldn't happen. That's just the law of compensation. That's the law of logic. The captain of the ship, in other words, when someone takes over all of the areas of activity, of the non-white people of the planet in economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war, and they take over all of these areas of activity and don't allow the people who are engaging in these areas of activity to have any say-so except just the say-so that they allow them to have, which means they don't really have any say-so then that means when something is in error, when anything goes in error, when there's something that happens that shouldn't happen, it is the fault of the captain of the ship, which in this case would be the white supremacist of this planet. Exactly. No, you never blame the CIA or the FBI or the uh, National Security Agencies all Americans for harming anyone. It's the codified language, which is the language of truth. Otherwise, it shouldn't be a part of the code. Anything that's not the truth shouldn't be a part of the code. So, if there is something happening that shouldn't be happening, what are the words that we use to describe it, and who do we blame for? in a system of white supremacy, which is the only real government on the planet. You blame the system of white supremacy. These are capital letters. The system of white supremacy. They are always the usual suspects. When anything happens among the people of this planet that involves people of color, non-white people, black, brown, red, yellow, people who have color in his or her skin. You blame the white supremacists, racist man and racist woman, for everything that shouldn't happen, that does happen. You blame them. Why, CIA, not Americans, not the Belgians, See, these are too broad. These are confusing.
whatever that is. No. It's the most powerful and the smartest people on this planet. Or those white people, not all white people, but those white people who believe in dominating and mistreating people who have color in their skin. They're called white supremacists. They are always the usual suspects when anything happens among people of color that shouldn't happen. Okay, so that was Neely Fuller Jr. Uh, I don't know how good the quality was on those last two clips, but let me go to Miss Rain. Miss Rain, what you understood and heard so far, what's your pretty much take on those on those clips? I understand what he's trying to say, um, but I don't fully agree with it. The only the only issue I have is that if that's the case, then that makes everybody who isn't Caucasian, it makes them powerless. Like there's nothing that you can do to improve your state. And I believe that there are things that you can do that can improve your state, even though people are under oppression. And I also believe that there's also, you know, on the flip side, things that you can do that can destroy what you already have, even if it's, you know, what little you already have accomplished in life. So I believe that you do have some faith, though. Are there, like, uh, systems put into place? Um, you know, it would be it would be ridiculous for me to try to pretend like there's not. Like, if you look at, like, the legal system and different things that are put into place and um, education and stuff, it's really rigged. But I feel like if you – the only thing that's going to work against it is preservation, uh, perseverance. And if you keep giving all that power to them, then you don't have anything. What's the use of even living? You know, you have to fight for what you want in your life, and everybody has to work for what they want. And I feel like we do have some say-so in our future as being a person of color. So I don't feel like, you know, you should put all of the blame for the things that you go through based solely on them, but I'm not going to – you know, give them a scapegoat card like they're not responsible for anything because they do do stuff. They do um, put policies in play that makes it not easy for you to do these things, for you to be successful in life. All right. All right, Mr. Ron G., give us your quick take on everything you've heard so far. Most of the things he said was true. The thing about it is we fighting against a higher being, as he was speaking in his video, and most folks don't know about these people, but they do exist. Yet at the same time, we have to be collective to be more sufficient with ourselves. See, what happened was we wanted to go away as the people from doing the right thing and go into other people's business. And so when we collectively wanted to be like other cultures instead of being our true natural selves and the, and the mothers and the kings of the earth, we wanted to become peasants. So we not we got to be more responsible in order for this culture of these Caucasians to respect us. We're not even respecting us ourselves as the people most of the time. So how you expect somebody that's supposedly your oppressor to respect you if you're not willing to change your ways to let them know you ain't out to play? So that's my take on that situation. All right, thank you very much. I have a next clip. 
uh, with the uh, by a person by the name of Jesse Lee Peterson and Sean Hannity. They go into a discussion, and here is Jesse Lee Peterson's argument and view that racism doesn't exist and never existed. Let's take a listen. Our issue is not about racism. There's no such thing as racism. It's a judgment that we make of one another. Uh, I, 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 I do disagree anger. with you. Wait a minute. I know, there is, there is there anger, racism. Sean. Let me just say this. There's racism. Where's the proof of it? Hold on. Well, let, well, me, well, let me ask Sean where's the proof of racism. Well, the proof is, I mean, if you want the, the technical legal definition, and that is the inherent belief and superiority of one race over another, there are... There are white people that are racist against black people. Black on white racism exists as well. Well, that's not racism. You know, that's just a, that's, that's no, a, that's judgment. a definition. Sean, I can sit here right now yeah. and, and judge you and think to myself, I'm better than you. That would be a lie. Well, I'm not better than you, and you're not better than me. But that I, I, it's a personal but judgment. Pe- but some people, uh, look, I, it, we've got to put... If racism exists, Sean, why haven't we been able to resolve it? But, we have done everything for these people that they ask us to do, well, I, and yet I come from begging. a Christian perspective in my life, and I believe that we're all children of God, but there are people that believe that they're superior. There are people that don't like other people because of their race. And there so, are people that are ignorant. There are people that are stupid. But that's not stupid. racism. What you're saying is that there are well, people who... Well, then what who do you are, call it? There are people well, who... Well, what do you call it if you're not going to call it Racism, you, what it is. You call it judgment because it's, I, a, ju- it's a decision that I think they that made. We're having a semantical well, argument that I think is I know, but Sean, we have to get rid of this illusion that racism exists. Racism does exist. Because, you know, let me show you why. It because does. white people are being controlled by that, and then they are afraid no, by it. No, no, no. Black Demo- people Democrats know that play, it doesn't wait, exist. Democrats play a, a, a false race card when it's not true. I'm not saying that that false allegations are racism, oh, but, but I think there's a, I just there is a sm- small minority of people that are racist. You say you're a Christian, right? Yeah. The scripture says that our battle is not a physical battle, but a spiritual battle against wickedness in high places. It's a battle between good and evil. So if it's not a physical point. battle, right. how can it be racism? I, listen, I've got to go because we can't I'm just, like the liberal. Reverend, I'm just out of time, my friend. Jesse Lee Peterson and Sean Hannity, as Sean Hannity was saying, it's a semantical argument. Yeah, it kind of looks that way. We're just calling it one thing and calling it something else. Folks, this is Jay Talk to the People radio program. Ms. Rain and Mr. Ron G., we have about three minutes left. I want to get both of your takes on it. We can wrap this thing up. Ms. Rain... Uh, did my, okay, Miss Rain, you have the floor. What do you say? All right, I just wanted to hear exactly what uh, what's his name? Um, you said uh, Lee Peterson. That's his name. I just want to know what he considers it. If it's not racism out there, then what he does consider it to be? Because it's not positive. Uh, whatever it is that people are using as a ruler or measurement of who's greater than who. You know, it's it's something. If he doesn't want to call it racism, it's something in general. Like, you can't just say it doesn't exist just because you can't see it. All right. What I can do is after the show, I can give you Jesse Lee Peterson's contact information, and you can call his radio program, and he'll definitely talk with you. Y'all can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can definitely provide that to you. Let me go over to Mr. Ryan G., uh, what say you, sir, on the matter? Jesse Lee Peterson said something I've been saying in my videos. We all fight in battles in high spiritual places, higher entities. Now, he's not going to go over it because he's working for most of them. 
see, the thing about it is, when you get into a certain position of authority, you get to meet these people. And he didn't really go too fully into it. Sean Hallity was playing politics as usual. That's my take on it. All right, folks, this is another good edition of Right versus Wrong. I had my guest on today, Mr. Ainsley, Mr. Ron uh, I do thank both of y'all for coming on the show today. Okay. Thank you. Okay, folks, thank you for tuning in, people. Uh, hope you gained something out of this program. Hopefully we'll do this again sometime. Take care. <laughs>